Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man, and as always, joining me, my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, brother. You ready to get into this? Some NBA talk, baby. Yes, sir. Not only that, we've got some baseball news to talk about tonight, too. Yes. So we all hope that some of you enjoyed the Super Bowl. Well, yeah. We'll discuss that tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, let's talk some ball. Let's do it. The round ones this time. Orange, the big orange one and the little white one. Sounds weird when I say it that way, doesn't it? Yeah, a little strange, bro. Oh, well. Sponsored by Coca-Cola. I wish. All right. First up, we're going to cover the previous week's records for each team. Uh, This is going, of course, off of ESPN.com in the NBA section. And the teams are going from worst to first in the conference. So here we go. The Detroit Pistons in the Eastern Conference went 0-3 last week. The Wizards went 2-2. Heat went 1-2. Magic 1-3. Bulls 2-2. Cavaliers 1-4. Hornets 1-2. Raptors 3-1. Knicks 2-2. Hawks 1-3. Pacers 1-3. Nets 1-3. Celtics 2-2. Bucks went 4-0. And the 76ers at 3-1. Excuse me. In the Western Conference, the Timberwolves went 2-3. The Mavericks went 2-2 as well as the Thunder. Pelicans are getting a little hot right now at 3-1. Grizzlies 1-3. The Kings went undefeated at 3-0. The Rockets 2-2. Warriors 1-2. Blazers 2-2. Nuggets 1-2. Spurs 2-1 as well as the Suns at 2-1. Clippers had pretty much a 500 week at 2-2. Lakers went undefeated this last week at 3-0. And the Jazz went 3-1. The NBA standings as they are sitting right now in the Atlantic Division and on top of the conference are the 76ers at 17-7. Three and a half games behind them are the Celtics at 12-9 as well as the Nets who sit 14-11. Both are 3-4 respectively in the conference standings right now. The Knicks are uh, 11-13, six games back of the Sixers and are sitting at number seven 
in the conference. The Raptors have finally climbed back into playoff contention, are now 10-13 and 13 and 6.5 and behind the Sixers, and currently sit in the 8th seed. In the Central Division, we have the Bucks leading that division at 15-8, and 8, and number 2 in the conference standings. Pacers at 5 in the conference standings are 12-11, and 11, three games behind the Bucks. Cavaliers are 10-14 and 5.5 and behind the Bucks. The Bulls are 9 and 13, also 5 and a half behind the Bucks, and the Pistons are 5 and 18, 10 games behind the Bucks. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> in the Southeast Conference, the I mean, not conference division, the Hawks are the 6th seed in the conference and are 11 and 12. The Hornets are 10 and 13 and one game back behind the Hawks. The Magic are 9 and 15 and two and a half behind the Hawks. Heat are also two and a half games back at 8 and 14. And the Wizards, surprisingly, only four games back at fifteen or at five and fourteen. Whew, that's fun, huh? Yeah. <laughs> In the Western Conference, the Northwest Division, the Jazz still sit on top of the Western Conference at eighteen and five in the number one seed. The Nuggets are the sixth seed at twelve and ten and five and a half back. The Blazers are virtually tied, but I believe the Nuggets have a tiebreaker right now as it currently sits. So both are twelve and ten and five and a half back, and the Blazers are seventh in the conference the thunder though aren't far behind at 10 and 12 and seven and a half games back and the timberwolves are six and 17 and 12 games back in the pacific division the lakers sit on top of the division in number two in the in the conference at 18 and six the clippers are number three at 17 and seven and one game back of the lakers the Suns sit fourth in the conference at 12 and nine and four and a half back of the lakers the Warriors are squeaking into the playoffs right now as it stands at 12-11 and 11 at 5.5 back at the number 8 seed. But the Kings aren't trailing f- too far behind them as well as they have managed to climb back to 500 at 11-11. 11 and 11. The Southwest Division features the Spurs sitting on top of the division and, num- and currently the 5th seed at 13-10. The Rockets, back to 500, are 11-11 11 and, 11 and a game and a half behind. The Grizzlies are also 500 at 9 and 9 and one and a half games behind the Spurs. The Pelicans are getting close to getting back to 500 at uh, 10 and 12 and two and a half back of the Spurs. And the Mavericks still kind of mavericking around right now at 10 and 14 and three and a half back of the Spurs. Whew! Yeah, it's a lot man. to take in. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's up with them Heat, dude? Yeah, that that's yeah. yeah. They're, they're just like. That's just weird to see them go from where they were last year to just, like, almost in last place. And, like, yeah, eh, it's think, sad. The thing between the COVID and injuries and the fact that they were the second team in, to finish out the year behind the Lakers, um, I think they're just a they little, had to a hit one of them, right? Yeah, so. it hit one of them. Luckily for us, it's not the Lakers. <laughs> All right. All right, man. So we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk some baseball. Let's do it. In a surprising turn of events, free agent starting pitcher Trevor Bauer selected his hometown team, the Los Angeles Dodgers, in free agency. This is only a shocker to the reports that the New York Mets were the favored team coming in, and some in the organization felt they had Bauer pretty much locked, sealed, and delivered. Though a report would come out stating that the Mets had set a deadline for noon Eastern to hear of Bauer's decision, but that may have pushed Bauer to selecting the Dodgers and also foregoing the extra $3 million that off- offered by the Mets uh, compared to the Dodgers' offer. Plus, also returning home to Southern California may have also played a role in that as well. Now the Dodgers' rotation includes Walker Buehler, Clayton Kershaw, Trevor Bauer, David Price, and a combo of Julio Arias and Dustin May. The Dodgers appear to be locked and loaded to defend their title. Cooper! Oh, dude. 
What do you think? This is crazy. Like, it's, yeah, man. Uh, I always say that pitching wins games, and uh, they definitely got a rotation going. Right. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's going to be very interesting. I think now you finally have a rotation where Kershaw can finally be like, hey, man, I can. Where he can finally kind of. Not be so stressed. Yeah, not be so overly stressed. Be like, oh, my God, I got to. I got to win. He can kind of. Because, like I said. Because when he gets in those those pressure kind of modes, he's. I mean, it's it's getting a little tight with him, and it sucks, dude. Because I always said when he always could rely on uh, Grinky those few years back, even though, yes, we didn't win a championship with Grinky. Kershaw played a lot better even in the postseason because he didn't have to worry about it. If he failed, you knew Grinky had could come in and in the next game and stop uh stop from the team from sliding too far back. So yeah. um so he actually pitched a lot better during that time. Uh obviously he did okay this last year and we won the World Series, which is I'm thankful for, but now it's going to be a rotation yeah, where he, he Kershaw did okay. doesn't have to. We won the World Series, so he did okay. He did have one good game, but he also had one of his old games where he kind of couldn't get past the fifth inning. Oh, yeah, but so, still. So they, he pitched they, okay. They won the World Series, bro. Yeah, he pitched okay, and we won the World Series, so I'm excited, all right? <laughs> but I'm saying it's nice that Kershaw doesn't have to feel. Over, like, yeah, over the, it's everything is on the, him. The pressure, yeah. yeah. So. Especially as Beeler continues to uh, come into his own and possibly be a, a Cy Young Award winner. So, and speaking of Cy Young Award winners, Trevor Bauer is the reigning Cy Young Award winner from this past season. So it's kind of nice. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, we have uh, three uh, former Cy Young, well, the current one and former Cy Young Award winners, and David Price, Trevor Bauer, and Clayton Kershaw. All right, next up, the Texas Rangers have traded Elvis Andrews shortstop to the division foe, Oakland A's. The Rangers also sent catcher uh, Aramis Garcia and $13.5 million to the A's, who also sent back uh, D.H. Chris Davis, catcher Johan Heim, and right-hander Dane Aker. This is a surprising interdivision trade, but it benefits both teams as the Rangers were looking to lighten their payroll. Cooper, your thoughts on this interdivision trade? Um, I mean, like like you said, you were kind of surprised with this one, <laughs> and and yeah, it is because it's an interdivisional, you know, cap dump. So it's kind of like, what is this? But I mean, it, it, I mean, it benefits both teams. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, watch out for the A's next year. They yeah. might be they might be ready to go. Well, not next year, this coming year actually, because we're about ready to have we're about ready to everything start get going back up again. Yep, spring training is getting ready to start kicking up here. They just got to work out a few minor things, but uh, we could be seeing pitchers and catchers uh, reporting here soon within the next few weeks. All right, man, so back to the NBA. The first trade of the NBA season occurred when the Detroit Pistons traded Derrick Rose to the New York Knicks. The Knicks sent guard Dennis Smith Jr. in a 2021 second-round pick via the Hornets to the Pistons. Uh, Rose returns to the Knicks where he spent a turbulent 16-17 season struggling under Phil Jackson's triangle offense. The move also reunites uh, Rose with coach Tom Thibodeau who he played for in Chicago in 2011 and again in Minnesota in the 17-18 season. Cooper, your thoughts on the Knicks getting Derrick Rose and reuniting him with his coach Tom Thibodeau? I mean, this this might up their game a little bit, but mm-hmm. Derrick Rose is on his... He's on his way out. So, I mean, it's cool to see him uh, 
reunite with his coach, maybe get you know a little bit of something going before he retires. Cause I'm surprised he's still even playing. Yeah, it's it's been a little bit of a surprise he's been playing. He's been playing pretty decently as of late yeah. in his career. He's kind of he's obviously not going to be the. He's definitely not on the Hall of Fame projection he started out his career with before his injuries um, basically decimated any Hall of Fame chances. But he's been serviceable as a point guard at this time at this point in his career. Um, it gives the Knicks a veteran presence that they really needed. We actually talked about this prior to the season oh, starting yeah. that they needed some kind of uh, veteran leadership outside of. Um, Oh, Lord, Julius Randle. There we go. I almost forgot Julius Randle's name for a second. But outside Julius Randle, um, they have a guy who has even more experience, um, which I believe will help steady the team a little bit. Does this make them contenders? Very doubtful. But the fact that you have that veteran leadership in Derrick Rose will obviously help better the uh, better the guys around him, the young guys around him. Yeah. So, I, I mean – they might not be a, an easy out either, so they might actually be a difficult um, an out for, for uh, anybody in the playoffs. I mean, I don't see them going to the NBA Finals at all, but could they maybe win a round, maybe two rounds? They could, possibly. It's yeah. not, it's not, it's not out of the realm of possibility, but and it's that's going to be where good to see them a little bit more of a contenders again, you know? Right. I mean, the Knicks haven't been the Knicks for a long time. Very long time. So, it's good to see uh, good to see the Knicks possibly being relevant for In once. New York, yes. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> the, the relevant team that they're supposed to be. All right, man, the Utah Jazz streak did come an end at 11 straight victories on January 31st against the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets had a huge game out of Jokic, who scored 47 points, had 12 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, and a block. But since that loss, the Jacks actually have, Jacks, Jazz have started a new winning streak of four games. This, of course, has kept the team in first place of the conference thus far. Cooper, your thoughts on the Jazz and their new winning streak? <laughs> the Jazz, man, that's just crazy, uh... Good for them, but they're, uh, you know, it makes for good, for good, uh, you know, conference games, all that good shit. So we'll see what happens, man. Yeah, man. I mean, that that's actually great. I love, um, I love seeing a, especially a small market team. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, playing up to a, a standard like that, it makes it a lot better. Um, you know, they got Donovan Mitchell, they got Rudy Gobert still. Uh, I still think that. Even though, yes, they're off to a great start right now, I still think they're just one more legitimate piece away from really contending. So, could they be in on Bradley Beal? Maybe. Um, they would have to be willing to sacrifice their future. But having Beal, who's not old, it's not like you're getting a 30-something Beal. You're getting a 27-year-old Beal, not like a 33 or something like that Beal. Yeah. So, it's not a major sacrifice. Yeah, he's not an old guy like we are. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, there you go. So, um, if they can maybe figure a way to work that out, oh, man, that, that, that team would become very dangerous um, and hard to beat, definitely. All right, man, next up, the Brooklyn Nets still have been struggling working cohesively between Kyrie, Jay, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. Uh, the team can, uh, can score at a high rate, but on the defensive end, they... Uh, have been struggling to stop their opponents unless our defense gets together or can get together and become a little bit more coherent together 
the Nets will struggle in the playoffs. Cooper, your thoughts on the struggling Nets? That just doesn't even make sense, dude. To have that much talent on one team, and they can't get it together on defense, dude. It's just like, and it's KD, dude. I'm like, and Kyrie, well, Kyrie, Kyrie, he's a scorer more than a defensive player, so. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, but I, I thought they would do better than what they're doing now. So it's kind of, it's a little lackluster for me. Right. It, it's been kind of uh, surprising um, in, some de- in some degree because of how well we know Kevin Durant can guard. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, Harden, we kind of knew, wasn't much of a defender coming in. Kyrie used to play defense really well. I, I don't think he focused too much now on his offense. Then he kind of just went meh about defense. Uh, if they can, but I think, like I said, if they can get it together by the time the playoffs rolls around, I would not be surprised this team rolls right into the finals. Oh yeah. Uh, but if they don't, they will be exiting pretty quickly. It, uh, it's really sad to see that many talented people on a team and they're just struggling like yeah. that. Yeah. So. Um. I mean, we saw this again when the Miami Heat super team joined up when you had. Uh, Bosch, Wade, and LeBron. Uh, it struggled that first year. They went. They think they started like eight and nine, something like that, out the gate. Um, they got it as they played more. Of course, they got better, but then they ended up losing in the finals because again their defense was a little bit lackluster. It was not as where it should have been, and the uh, Maverick, Mavericks took advantage of it. Of course, I mean, who was going to guard uh, Nowitzki? I mean, my God. <laughs> yeah. No. He, they put tried to put Bosch out on Nowitzki, but Nowitzki just kept shooting over the top of him. So yeah, Derek is a whole other monster, that's for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so, so it took them another year to finally get it together. Went, they ran off two straight titles after that, and then of course they lost that fourth, and then that's when LeBron bounced, but it went back to Cleveland. But so might not be this year, but definitely next year. I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets are. Probably hoisting the trophy next year for sure. Something, dude. I mean, they, they're definitely on their way. All right. All right, man. And finally, the league and the Players Association have a verbal agreement to hold the All-Star game in Atlanta on March 7th. LeBron James and a few players have voiced their disgruntled opinions on playing the game this year. From the league's perspective, it is that instead of giving every player a week off and have them go wherever they want, this helps them isolate approximately 30 players in a singular locale. Plus, it boils down to money. Money for the league and their television partners, TNT and ESPN. ESPN would highlight some of the skills competitions, while TNT would actually have the All-Star game itself. Cooper, your thoughts on All-Star weekend? Uh, I still want to see it happen, because it's a traditional thing. We didn't get the Pro Bowl this year. Um, so, I think if they can... I mean, they made the bubble work for the finals. They could do it for the All-Star game. Um, yeah. the, the problem with it is, is you have so many superstars that are, I don't want to do that. Why do, why do we have to do that? But, you know, you're getting paid, so shut up and play the game. Have some fun with it, dude. Right. I think that's one thing people forget is to have fun, you know what I mean? Right. So... And the other thing is, is, it's actually the most popular of the All-Star games. It's The pro football could easily get rid of theirs because they don't really get the much of the views for it. Yeah. 
They don't get the attendance for it really either. Of course, of course, when you have it in freaking Hawaii, not everybody can just fly to flipping Hawaii to go to see a football game. So exactly, um, it was a little bit easier. Of course, when they held it in Orlando for a little bit and whatnot. But you know, it's just so it's a little bit more popular. The skills competition is something everybody enjoys watching. You have the celebrity game, so you get to see your you know favorite celebrities try to play basketball and realize they can't and. And it's a glorified ex- exhibition game, and I understand that, so it's on hardly any defense. But, I mean, it, it's an opportunity to see. It's basically now what it is now. It gives you a highlight of what the Dream Team will probably look like. Oh, yeah. Because that's basically what it is. It's the Dream It's two. It basically, this team, this team is the Dream Team, and we're having a scrimmage. And we're seeing how good our players are, and we can't wait for the Olympics. It's basically what it's like. And that's what I like about it. So, and it makes it fun and entertaining, and. Fans love it. Kids get to enjoy it. They get to see all their superstars in one locale and get to see them play. It makes it a, a fun family event. And so I'm with you. I think they they really just need to go ahead and do it if it's safe. Yeah, I mean, if they can keep it safe, it's a money maker, dude. Do yeah. it. So right. So it's definitely not going to be a negative for them um, in that aspect. Uh, like and plus, like they said, it, it's not going to be great because you're still going to have a majority of your league basically having a week off and going wherever the hell they want, which kind of gets to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what how that works out. I mean, like I said, it's only a verbal agreement now. They still got some discussions. I think they have a deadline by, I think it's end of next week, if I remember correctly, um, that they have to have it. Um, set in stone uh, officially before because they have the break coming up March 3rd I believe it is as the last day for uh, games for the first half of the season yeah it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens with it I I know uh, it's something that you know we always look forward to you know I mean I, I I like it too I mean I know I don't watch every game there is every year but the all star games the uh, you know, when you get close to the finals, all that stuff, it, it becomes more interesting because they're playing for something. And I know that you can sit there and go, well, the All-Star game, they're not really playing for, you know, but you know what? It, it's fun. It it brings that, that like, nostalgia there, you know what I mean? Because you yeah. always want to see this person versus this person, and you don't get to see that very often, you know what I mean? You don't get to see... All the superstars in one in one general area. So, right, all right, man. Uh, that does it for us, I believe. You got anything else you want to add? No, man. Uh, no, we're getting geared up for some Daytona. Yes, sir. That'll be fun. Some Daytona 500. Yes, sir. We're uh, we're just a little over. Well, we're a little over a week away now. Less than a week away. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're actually less than a week away from the Daytona 500 coming up this Sunday. Yes. I forgot. It's actually... That's right. Valentine's Day. Don't forget to get your loved ones or favorite driver's gear. Oh, yes. Or his favorite driver's gear. Or their favorite driver's gear. Whatever your preference is. That's right. There you go. Or whatever you want to call you. Yeah, never mind. Anyways. (laughs) I digress. Anyways, this was fun. It was. So, be sure to tune in tomorrow because we will do a recap of the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, 
We're also, of course, going to still continue our preview for teams that need to, well, get your lives together. Uh, didn't have anything major breaking today, quarterback-wise, but apparently the carousel for the quarterbacks is starting to really heat up, so we'll find out if we got some news for you tomorrow to talk about as well. I believe that will do it. That sounds good, brother. And of oh, course, I can't wait. And, of course, next Saturday we'll be recapping another great week of wrestling as uh, AEW is getting ready for their upcoming pay-per-view. Totally slipped my mind what the pay-per-view is. Yeah, mine too. My my bad. That's that's my bad. Uh, Of course, and then WWE is, like we said, on the road to WrestleMania. So we're looking forward to that. We're going to find out here soon, hopefully, whether... uh, who Edge is going to challenge, and uh, I don't think Bianca Belair is yet determined her opponent yet. So we'll be obviously talking about that when we get to know that information. Yeah, I think that uh, I think it would be better if she went against Sasha. That's the truth. I think it would be a great match. The only way I can really see her going after the Raw Women's Champion if it's Charlotte, because then that would be a hell of a match too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I can so. see that too. So, all right, man. So that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And don't forget, keep Keep on on talking talking sports. sports.